Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Truth, lies, shenanigans, the live streaming podcast where your favorite hosts bring us the most interesting headlines of the week to our panel to discuss. And at the end, we ask the question, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? And of course, we always try to have fun with some shenanigans of our own along the way. My name is Neo Nix, and for our second show of season three, we have another great one for you. For today's show, producer, instrumentalist, and all-around fun guy, Dustin Moore, comes back to the show to share his newest projects. For Quickfire, we're talking Wendy Williams' struggles, anti-vaxxers comparing COVID mandates to the Holocaust, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez turns heads at the Met Gala. Then we'll go in depth on Nicki Minaj's comments about the vaccine, which got her banned from Twitter, and even has the White House reaching out. As always, we'll end the show with Shenanigans, the game show. We've got a fun new one today. But before we get into it, I've got to introduce you to our amazing hosts for the next hour. The professor, journalist, editor, sports intern, mentor at ESPN, Miss Lizzie Enders. What's up, everyone? Happy Sunday, fun day. I think Neil forgot to mention the extremely tired and exhausting. <laughs> I am running on empty today, y'all, but I still got enough juice to bring a good show to the panel. So let's go. Let's go. I know we can do it. All right. And our gamer, tech guru, and bona fide rock star with the rock band Fallen Machine coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, Mr. Robbie Rock. So, in case you're wondering, this was inspired by ASAP Rocky's outfit that he wore at the Met. This is Equine Dreams by Clarice. Equine Dreams? Yes. By Clarice. Horses. My Aunt Clarice made this. Oh, I am wearing my you missed the assignment. <laughs> I like to call him Rob. I still call him ASAP um, because that's what that means A-S-A-P. to me when I see that ASAP, not ASAP. Um, but he, both he and Rihanna missed the assignment, but we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> All right. We'll definitely get to it. And of course, our beautiful model, actress, college student, co-host of TLS Unscripted, Miss Gianni Storm. Happy Sunday, fun day, like Liz said. Um, It's raining a lot in here in Atlanta, so it's it's a very lazy, relaxing Sunday. But then also tomorrow is a full moon in Pisces, so 
it's it's a relaxing vibe around here. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to give an early shout out to Olivia from the TLS crew. She posted on Instagram a pirate um, talk like a pirate video. So you guys should check it out. It's really funny. funny. And shout out to funny. all the pirates out there. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Shouting out pirates. Pirates are evil people. <laughs> pirates are evil. There were some nice. There were some nice pirates. He stole Butter from the rich, guys. gave to the poor. <laughs> Johnny Robin Depp Hood. is a nice pirate. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. There might have been some good pirates somewhere. Out. <laughs> Jack Sparrow is a good pirate. What are you talking about? What? No. <laughs> all right, it's time for the show. That's going to be next week's quick fire. That's going to be next week's quick fire. Our quick fire. We have three minutes to discuss. Let's go for it. All right. Popular talk show host Wendy Williams was recently hospitalized after a positive COVID-19 test, but not for COVID, for, quote, psychiatric issues. In the past couple of years, Wendy has been through it. She passed out live on screen. She was diagnosed with Graves' disease, which can cause extreme anxiety. She was in rehab briefly. Her mama died. Uh, she has a highly publicized divorce. She's talked about being raped in the past, family problems. And it looks like this COVID test was clearly the last straw for her. My question to you guys is, when it comes to mental health, what is too much? Let's start with Robbie. It's um, that's subjective. They're definitely subjective. The straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, you can keep piling on, piling on until it's just that one thing that sets you off. It could be something asinine, like someone getting your coffee order wrong, someone not moving fast enough when the light changes. So just keep in mind that COVID, the pandemic has really taken its toll on everyone. And you just, you need to be mindful that not, Everyone is not at their best, including you, Lizzie. Um, I honestly don't know all of the details about what's going on with Wendy, but in addition to what everything that Neo said that she's gone through, I would say over the past decade and her entire life, she's also a former drug addict, okay, for years. And so we don't know how those chemicals, how those drugs affected her brain affected her body, affected the way she's thinking, the way she processes things. Um, so I would say for Wendy, I personally don't know what's too much, but I do think given, like Neil said, everything that she's gone through over the past year, two years, I think maybe it's time to just take a break, you know, hit the pause button and mm -hmm. reassess and reassess. Gianni? I think that when you find yourself not listening to yourself, like when you find that little voice in your head not um, saying that things are over overwhelming and you're not listening to that voice, then that's when things have become too much mentally. Um, but yeah. speaking for Wendy specifically, I feel like um, despite her like drug habits, she has been a successful TV host for for years. So I feel like she can handle a lot. But like Rob said, the straw that broke the camel's back, it was just a little bit of something else that um, caused that psych trip. Now this kind of um, this issue kind of like uh, hit home for me because I had several times where I've been overwhelmed by back to back horrible things happening to me. There was one time I had a pulmonary embolism. My dog died. I was completely messed up after uh, dealing with a miscarriage, having job issues, relationship issues. 
I remember just cracking and crying uncontrollably for like an hour. And it took me a while to recover and, and you know, try to find that that goodness to look forward to. So I personally can't imagine what she's going through. I mean, it's it's got to be tough. Yeah. And she's lonely. She doesn't really have people mm-hmm. around her. Besides yeah. her son. Yeah. And no anonymity. It's, she's going through it publicly. And just to let our audience know, we do have our after show after the show where we may talk a little bit more about this. Yeah, I may get more candid about Miss Wendy's loneliness during the after show. Hi, <laughs> right, Robbie. <laughs> All right. So there is a segment of the Canadian population that feels that vaccine passports, vaccine mandates, lockdowns are akin to the persecution of the Jewish people at the hands of the Hitler Nazis during World War II. Uh, you see it on social media, people clamoring that we that you know, they're going to have to start wearing their yellow stars, line up for the trains, etc. So Canadians are headed to the polls tomorrow uh, to elect our new federal leadership. And during the campaign, several electoral signs have been defaced with swastikas. My fellow co-hosts, what say you to these people? Exile them. Mm-hmm. Exile. Exile them. <laughs> I I feel like they were too extreme. I think that I think that um, somebody said it best. It, it was the the leader of a, a Jewish leader, a Jewish leadership. Um, he said that there's no room for use of, or there's no room to use any Jewish or anti-Semitic um, symbolism, whether pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. So I think that it's extreme. I think that it's inappropriate. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's my general. I mean, it frustrates me in general. You know, I, there was one day, so I, I told you there's a, I've told you a while back, there's this anti-vaxxer, anti-masker who I've played volleyball with and they send me stupid videos and stuff all the time. So they sent me one relatively recently and the video is called like, it was from the Maryland Young Republicans or something like that. And it was a girl who was recounting Rosa Parks' decision to bravely like sit at the front of the bus. And they proceeded to equate her choice, Rosa Parks' choice to fight racial oppression, to their fight against mask mandates. And I'm telling you, I like went off. I was like, what the fuck? You know, black people were lynched, murdered, beaten for centuries. And these people are simply being asked to cover their mouth and keep their cooties to themselves. That's it. For a couple of months. Not, I mean, for just a few months. I mean, I was blown. I, I cussed her out. I cussed her out. It was, it's like ridiculous. But Lizzie, I'll give you a No, I'm just sick of all of this bullshit. I really am. Like, I don't care if you are an anti-vaxxer. Just stay the fuck away from me. But stop trying to trivialize genocide and people's pain. It's the same when people, you know, talk about, oh, I'm getting slave wages. No, you're not. Slaves didn't get paid anything. Maybe you are an indentured servant, but slaves didn't get paid anything. This is not like the Holocaust. This should not be compared to Nazi ideology. No one is killing you. So stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop Robbie, it. So sick of it. 30 seconds. You had 30 seconds. Go quick. It's uh, these types of acts demonstrate a severe lack of competency on the significance mm-hmm. of the Holocaust. These people just don't get it. So like comparing awesome. the Holocaust to coronavirus regulations serves to undermine just the tragic experience of the victims. The Holocaust was systematic, it was racially driven, 
It was an effort to eradicate a group of people from existence. Like Neo said, you're being asked to wear a mask to prevent your cooties from flying on other people. And you're being asked to take a jab. Yep. All right. We'll so get into Ballgate later. <laughs> Ballgate. <laughs> All right. Get, get your paddles ready real quick. I'm going to ask you if it's truthful or shenanigans. But uh, we got some comments online. Um, privileged. This is Sylvie DeVal. Privileged white people. Uh, will use all atrocities and play their victim. And that's an interesting comment because I know that Jose has thrown that at me saying this is white privilege at its worst. But looking at the social media stuff, I've seen people of varying ethnic backgrounds use the yeah. same. So this isn't just a yeah. white thing. But it is privilege. Yeah. Oh, it is privilege. Not necessarily white privilege. I think it's it's kind of like social media privilege, if you will. It's, you know, freedom of speech privilege, if you will. Um, because like Rob said, you know, it's not just white folks in this instance. It's not just white folks. I've seen plenty of ignorant black person talk some nonsense about this issue. We'll get deeper in the, we can talk about it more in the after show. I just want to get these comments. Anti-maskers are way worse than anti-vaxxers. Uh, there's no science that says masks are bad or dangerous. Huh? There's no science that says the vaccines are dangerous either. I'm going to go with anti-vaxxers being worse because an anti-vaxxer can kill me. All right. All right. Uh, again, we, we may get into this more in the after show. Make sure you go to TLSfans.com if you want to check out the after show. All right. Johnny Storm. Okay. So celebrity politician Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez managed to steal the spotlight at the Met Gala, standing amongst many wealthy, powerful, and expensively dressed guests um, with the words, tax the rich, scrawled across her grant. Her gown, sorry. Some say things like AOC wanted to hang out with a bunch of rich celebrities at a cool party without losing her socialist cred, street cred. So she tossed tax the rich on the back of her dress and called it a day. Um, for her part, AOC stated that she wanted to bring all classes into the equality conversation. So rather than keep the conversation between the middle and working class. My question to you guys is, was the message hit or miss? And what's your interpretation of who AOC was targeting uh, with this statement dress. Was it successful? Robbie? Um, I know that she ruffled a few feathers for some of the uh, politicians and the ultra-rich. The dress was make, meant to make a statement, and I think it may have fallen flat with the venue just because of who is there with that particular audience. Uh, because the super rich generally aren't asking to be taxed more. But that being said, Google Analytics is showing a massive spike in tax the rich Google searches. So it has really helped drive the conversation and push that message. So the real audience was the rest of the internet. And just to kind of take a jab at the ultra rich that were there. Yeah. Busy? Okay. So only other rich people can tell rich folks, you know, about themselves. Only rich people can tell them, you know, that they need to be taxed. Like that's bull. I, I applaud her for this message. I mean, how else is she going to get it across? You talk to the audience, regardless of your background, you talk to the audience and gov govern them accordingly. And I think they're only, you know, the people on the outside, one who were talking about it, who were saying that, you know, this was in poor taste, how dare she, whatever. They're just pissed that they didn't get an invite. Okay. Um, my only question for, so I do think it was successful because people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. People are talking about it. But my question, and again, we could address this with the game show. 
who was her designer? Was it an American designer? Because if know. it wasn't an American designer, that's going to be my issue. But All right. Run out of time. So I'm going to just make mine quick. I'm going to keep mine quick. I, I thought it was a great idea. I agree with Liz. I think it hit the message and it was the right audience because it's got them talking about it. So, um, Gianni? Um, I I agree with you. It's, it was the right audience, but I don't think that it was successful because it, it's got us talking about it. But I'm not necessarily sure it's doing anything with the different, with the higher class, personally. I don't think it's putting them on blast. That's how. It, that's what I mean when I say success. It's putting them on blast. Putting them on blast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna go down the list. I don't see any comments on this particular topic, but I'm gonna go down the list and we're gonna pull out our paddles. This is truth, lies, or shenanigans. So Wendy Williams. Truth, lies, or shenanigans? Truth. I got truth. Yeah, right? I got you. Guys see my stuff? I see it. Different. Yeah. You see it. All right. And anti-maxers in their stupid Holocaust uh, <laughs> comparison. Oh. Well, the lies. <laughs> I'm with. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go with Liz. Shenan- lies and shenanigans. I'm going to throw in the lies. All right, and then the AOC and the Met Gala. Going with some truth. That's, that's some truth, but it's also some shenanigans because she really yeah. wanted to rile people up, and I think she did it. I think she I did it. it. I mean, unless the Met Gala is being hosted by Trump or somebody QAnon <laughs> or a Proud Boy, I'm not turning down a ticket. If that's believe, I'm gonna go. 100. All right, that's one quick one. All right, and again, we, we keep in mind we may get into this a little bit more. So uh, you know, don't forget we check out our after show immediately following the show exclusively on our TLS Fans Facebook group. You can search the TLS Fans Facebook group for the Facebook group, or simply go to TLSFans.com and get you there real quick uh, to watch our live after show. So go there now, right now, and sign up. Um, and you can also catch last week's Truth Lies Shenanigans After Show where Tracy Mitchell stuck around with us. Make sure you pick up our book, Stirring the Pot. You can use that Amazon link in the description right now to get your copy. It's a good, good read. All right. It is time to bring in our guest spotlight for this week. <laughs> Our spotlight is on Dustin Moore, music producer and owner of Moore Sound Recording. Hey, Dustin, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Dustin, you don't call, you don't write. We haven't seen you in a year. It's been about a year now. That's right. I'm good. I'm good. How how have you been? We hope we're hanging in there. We're enjoying we're enjoying Robbie Rock's uh, outfit today. <laughs> quite fashionable. Quite fashionable. Well, it was an Equin Dreams or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me introduce our audience to Dustin Moore real quick. He's a multi-instrumentalist. Tough word. Sound engineer, producer, and owner of Moore Sound Recording. His studio has been involved in various projects from short films to TV, video games, animation, and much more. Outside the studio, he enjoys playing live with his bands, including our own Robbie Rock's band, Fallen Machine, 
while also exploring his love of filmmaking. So once again, thank you very much, Dustin, for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, it's awesome to be here. I love the show. All right. Now, let me let give you a minute to reintroduce yourself. Dustin was here about a year ago uh, talking about his projects he was working on then. But let me let you tell a little bit more about yourself and maybe something that people can't Google about you. Well, the, the not being able to Google stuff about me is pretty tough. I'm pretty open book. <laughs> and with having the, the studio and the bands, it's I'm out there. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, there's no, there's no real secrets there, but, um, uh, but yeah, a little bit about me. Um, you've, you've kind of summed it up well, multi-instrumentalist, uh, I own my own studio and I played a few bands, uh, one of which is with your very own Robbie rock. And yeah, <laughs> lately I've been getting more into film and television. Uh, so not just on the audio side, uh, which has been super fun. Um, there's a, there's a whole, uh, dealing with audio and film is a whole other world than with music, but, uh, I've been learning a lot and I've been really getting into, um, you know, writing and cinematography and lighting and, and all those things. It's kind of opened up a whole new creative world for me. And, uh, yeah, we can so, tell so, by your ki- yeah. your, your 6k camera you're using up in there. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little crisp. I know, right? Putting us to real shame. I'm like, <laughs> you look amazing in that thing. I mean, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, well, I'm glad it's working. This is the first time I've actually streamed anything with it. So, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed it keeps going. No, it's working well. It's working well. <laughs> All right. So, real quick. Um, so, when you were here a year ago, you were actually for quite a while our most listened to episode. So maybe it's just your voice or something, but it was, you, you you stuck on the on the boards for a while as our most listened to ep- on Apple Podcast. Um, oh, but yeah. awesome! What have you been? Uh, what have you been up to since? What are you working on? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Uh, so I've had some bigger projects come through, uh, back in February was probably one of the biggest projects I've been involved with. Um, it was with Amplitude Studios, uh, who is part of, uh, Sega, uh, the gaming company. Oh. And, uh, they... Did you say Sega? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Sega. That is <laughs> you say Sega. Sega. Yeah. <laughs> Sega. <laughs> so, so that must be a Canadian thing, Sega. No. No. Oh, it's me? a Sega. <laughs> it's how it's pretty. Uh, that's how it's written. I'm just going by the commercial. They sing. Uh... <laughs> that's uh, oh man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Found. So it was no, no. It's uh, no. It was super cool. They uh, so they make all kinds of games for like consoles and PC and things. And uh, they're working on a new game called Humankind. Um, <laughs> it's what they call like a 4x strategy. And, uh, they normally, they do all their audio recording in their studio, uh, which is located in Paris, France. But, uh, because of COVID, they actually couldn't fly, uh, their talent out, uh, to their studio. Uh, so I was fortunate enough that one of their voice actors happened to be located in Sudbury, where, where I'm based. And so they reached out and, uh, we had a couple of days of, uh, getting, uh, this voice actor in and recording a lot of dialogue for their in-game character. It was, uh, it was super cool. Um, yeah, it was, 
It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, Quill18 actually was the, was the voice actor. He's a YouTube streamer. You should check him out if you're into video games and that. He does, uh, he does a lot of stuff on YouTube and uh, Twitch. Uh, really cool. Really nice guy, too. Uh, a lot of fun to work with. And uh, yeah, so that was, that was a really big one. Um, what else? We've done... Um, actually, just recently wrapped up... Uh, I can't announce the name of the project yet, but there's an animated uh, a Christmas special. Uh, that I worked on. So I had, I think, about eight Ooh. different voice actors come in, and wow. uh, we just Ooh. hammered out every every line of dialogue for the uh, for this uh, animated Christmas special. So I'm excited to see how that comes along. I got to work with, um, I also got to work with a couple other um, audio engineers as well. We're kind of divvying up. Uh, we have one guy working on Foley, one guy working on uh, composition, and uh, and then I'll be mastering the final audio once it's all done as well. So. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Really, really like, cool. So yeah, okay. so I'm really excited. You just really finished that? About that. Uh, yeah, that, that would have been like project? two weeks ago, maybe that we just wrapped. Uh, we just wrapped wow. the audio production side. So now they're now they're in animation. Uh, so they're they're syncing all their animations to the uh, to the audio that was uh, that was recorded, and then it's going to be scored. Nice. And, yeah, yeah, really. We can't cool. wait to see That's, it. That's exciting. Neither can I. Neither can I. So, <laughs> so there's one comment uh, online, real quick. That's holy oh, Dustin yeah. Moore. You had this is from Jose. Uh, you have been super busy. Way to go! So many awesome accomplishments in the last year. All right, Robbie Rock. I'm gonna turn it over to you. Your uh, your bandmate. <laughs> so, Dustin, uh, as you were sharing the uh, some of the stuff that you've been working on, I um, recall a conversation about. A one of those Hallmark Christmas movies that was being shot nearby, and you were contacted uh-huh. by someone from the set. And I thought that that was a, a kind of a funny anecdote that I would like for you to just share with people, just how things come together. A Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> My wife loves yeah. those things. <laughs> uh, well, they film a lot of uh, those in North They do. Oh, you know, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Actually, it does Why? make sense. Yeah, it's it very like Christmas to hear this. But even off season, where you will drive down the street and all of a sudden go, where did all this faux snow come from and why? <laughs> because you are shooting this at, at every time you're shooting in the winter sucks. <laughs> wow. I'm yeah, sure it's best yeah. in Canada. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, actually, yeah, it was kind of cool. And it actually, Rob, you're right. It does kind of speak to like just how crazy and how quick some of this stuff comes together. Um, it. Basically, one of the actors um, who was who was playing a part in one of these Hallmark movies, um, he is friends with a friend of mine. Actually, he was a drummer in one of my bands, and um, he reached out to my my drummer friend, like, "Hey, um, I've got to record a, like a song for this Hallmark movie. They they want to they want to have this song in the movie that I've written, and uh, where you know where can I go?" And uh, fortunately, uh, he directed him my way. And so we connected and, um, I couldn't get him in that night, but it was literally the next day we had to, we had three hours, um, to record, arrange, mix, master and send it off. Wow. Uh, it was incredibly fast. The fastest I've ever done, uh, something. Unfortunately, it was a shorter song. So that definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. you know, guitars, bass, vocals, piano, uh, drums, it, uh, it, to, to lay all that out in, uh, in three hours and have a full polished production, uh, at the, uh, uh, product at the end. 
uh, it was something else, but uh, it was really, really cool. Nice. Awesome. Dizzy. Wow. Wow. So a year ago when we last saw you, I think you talked to us about um, the difficulties in adjusting to the pandemic, especially with, you know, getting work and, you know, having people come into the studio. Like for a while you had to shut Mm -hmm. that down because, you know, pandemic protocols or whatever. So when did you start to get your groove back in terms of work and being able to work with people in person? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it actually, it actually didn't take too, too long. Um, shortly after that, uh, that show, um, I started putting some measures in place in the studio so that I could, uh, more safely bring people in. Uh, one of the things I didn't have actually at that time was a dedicated vocal booth. Um, so for, and that's, and, and that's the biggest risk, right? If someone comes in and they want to play guitar or piano or drums or something, that's fine. They wear a mask and they're not, you know, Getting their droplets and stuff, or as our, yeah. our minister would say, speaking moistly. Uh, they're speaking not, moistly. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're not doing that, so that's great. Uh, but when it comes to singing, that's a whole other thing, right? Like you're breathing right. on a microphone. How do you disinfect a microphone without breaking it, right, uh, or damaging it? So, right. um, and then it's a shared space. You project. You project a lot, right? You you send a lot of air out into the space yeah. when you're singing. So yeah. uh, that was definitely uh, a challenge for me. So uh, basically, ended up um, after dealing with a few instrumental clients, uh, built a vocal booth uh, in the studio, nice. and nice. yeah, and it actually worked out because it was around that time that with that the second job came through. So that, yeah, back in February. Um, and so with the vocal booth built, uh, it's a completely separate room, right? I can close the door and they can do their thing, take their mask off, sing into the mic, speak into the mic. And, uh, it's relatively safe. I'm in the, uh, control, uh, area, which is kind of like a live floor and, uh, yeah, have my mask on and we're distanced. And, and then of course, uh, you know, having the standard COVID protocols, like I do a screening for anyone that comes into the studio, the standard questionnaire thing. Um, I, I prefer that people be fully vaccinated at this point, but, um, you know, as long as everyone's being safe, we're socially distancing, we're wearing masks, no one's been close contact, then, uh, we're off to the races. Awesome. Hi. Good for you. Good for Jen? You. Um, I actually have a two in one question. So which musician have you always wanted to collaborate with? And do you have a specific genre um, of filmmaking that you, that you're sticking with? Robbie, Robbie's playing to himself. (laughs) Well, I've, I've lived the collaborative dream of being able to work with Robbie. It's really an experience unlike any other. Uh, um, Legend. No, I, I'll, it right i'll have to uh i'll have to default though to um i it's kind of split it for me it would either be uh trent reznor of nine inch nails um or dave grohl uh, of uh, nirvana and foo fighters fame uh they are just brilliant gifted musicians uh i love everything they do and it would uh, i don't even know if i could process uh, uh, (laughs) Being in the same room as them, being able to work on a project with them, it really, that would be a dream. And then for the film uh, thing, um, right now, because I'm, uh, I'm kind of like a budding filmmaker. I, I'm definitely in the, in the learning phase. You know, I worked on a couple very short at low, like no budget <laughs> shorts. And, um, 
you know, so right now it's just a lot of exploration, but um, I do, I really love uh, like kind of the art house experimental uh, type stuff. I love, I love movies that yeah. make you think. Um, I love mm-hmm. movies that at the end, you're kind of left wondering what, you know, what, what happened? There, yeah. There's definitely, it, it okay. could be one of 10 different uh, outcomes, but I, I really love movies that make you make you think and challenge you. So that's uh, that's what I aspire to create something. So like a psychological um thriller. Sci-fi? No, not sci-fi. That's more sci-fi. Sci-fi is like. cool too, but even stuff like um I love um like some of Shane Cruz stuff. So uh Primer and Upstream Color are fantastic. Uh Darren Aronofsky does some really great stuff, especially like Pi, one of his older movies. And then Oh yeah, watch Pi. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, mother, very experimental, Ooh. very uh, yeah. it, that mother was, was different. That with, wow, I, that's not the one. With the, okay, Olivia, what's her name? Yeah, uh, yeah. I forget her name. What's her what's her last name? Why do I not remember her name? Yes, but I, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember her last name either. But yeah, that was different. You're right. That, that was, was different. different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, uh-huh. seven. I know her name. Seven's one of my favorite thrillers of all time. Uh, David Fincher. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Fight Club was another one of his that, uh, that I really enjoyed as well. Yeah. He's, yeah. uh, yeah, he's phenomenal as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dustin, um, David Roll is from the DMV. He's from the DC area, Springfield, Virginia. So, you know, just tell him, you know, me and Neo. Tell him, you know, me and Neo. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Exactly. People call his people. We'll figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have his number. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike Winter gave a shout out to Trent because he's excited. He said, Do you want to work with he's, Trent? He's a, uh-huh. Mike Winter is a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Big Nine Inch Nails fan. Oh, nice. So, mm-hmm. I was going to say, out of curiosity, so do you find opportunities in Canada a little more limited than if you were, say, in New York or Los Angeles or something like that? I think it could kind of it can go either way. On one hand, you know, much sparser population, right? So uh, a smaller pool of talent to draw from. Uh, but at the same time, it's also it hasn't been tapped in the same way. The, the, the competition isn't there in the same way that it would be in a major metropolitan center such as you know New York, L.A., even you know in Canada, Toronto, right? Um, you know, uh, Vancouver, that kind of thing. So it's I think. I think it's a great place uh, for someone like myself to start, right? Um, there's uh, there's definitely um, an under leveraged market here, and uh, that's that's the opportunity. Uh, you know, finding finding artists that wouldn't have otherwise been able to uh, to get their voice out there or to get in get access to a studio as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in those big metropolitan centers, uh, a lot of your a lot of your studios are. are they're gorgeous. They're amazing. They're multi-million dollar yeah. facilities, but they have multi-million dollar price tags, you know, to, to get mm-hmm. access to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's rent. <laughs> right. Musicians, artists, and that they're not exactly known for having a lot of disposable income. So mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> right. uh, that's definitely a problem. So at least, you know, here, my studio is in my home. Um, it, it started as a, a huge personal investment on my part, uh, just because of my passion for it. Uh, but then now it's expanded to, to bring others in and, uh, to, okay. to be a little more accessible as far as, you know, pricing and timing and things like that. So, yeah, I think, uh, I guess to answer your question, it could go either way, right? It's yeah. really how, how you look at it and how you decide to approach it. And everything's virtual now. So it's, it makes things a little bit easier, especially if you get Sega. 
Right? We weren't even anywhere remotely close to in the same part of the world, right? And and yeah. we were able to work together. Um, yeah, they, they remoted into the studio. Like I have, I have camera in the web booth I have, or in the vocal booth, rather. I have a camera out here at the mixing desk and uh, we were able to see the actor while they perform and watch the animations, make sure everything syncs up and work with me directly to, to adjust levels on the fly. It's technology has really enabled, uh, is really enabled a, a whole number of different fields and has yeah, you can pretty much be anywhere now. You should, you could be working on that fallen machine album. <laughs> it's coming. One day. It'll, it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just Robbie, messing. Robbie, did you pay Neo for all of these plugs? Did you pay Neo? For all of these <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm literally, I'm really trying to get that Fall of Machine album. <laughs> People have been asking about it. <laughs> well, funny enough, we we actually have uh, we have a handful of songs. Like the bulk is recorded. It's just a matter of getting the last few parts in and then mixing and mastering. It's uh oh. I, I oh, guess wow. I get. I, is this? We have to make this a priority now. I guess is that. The, I think we do. I think, I think we do. I, I think we do. I think we should. Yeah. A good, good, good time to do it. All right. So that is all the time we have, though. Um, but please take a few a minute or two, or some final words. Any shout outs that you may have? Oh yeah. I, I mean, shout out to everyone who uh, <laughs> all my all my clients, my supporters, my friends, family. All that good stuff, um, and yeah, and to to you, uh, Truth Lies Shenanigans as well, uh, Neil, Lizzie, uh, Gianna, thank Rob. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on uh, to talk about this stuff. Uh, love having. You. I think we just love hearing your voice. I think that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. doesn't give us yeah. a lot of Canadian accent, so I appreciate. I appreciate. <laughs> and that's that's the funny thing. I never, uh, I I don't hear myself having a Canadian accent, but everyone I meet who isn't Canadian says you have such a strong Canadian accent. <laughs> okay. I love it. Great. I love it. <laughs> All right, Dusty. All right. Yes, I want to thank you so much for joining us. We do wish you the best, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Yeah, that was Dustin's awesome. Dustin's awesome. Enjoy having him on. All right, so before we get into our main topic, we've got a special offer from Logics Streetwear and Apparel, owner of Logics. He was on our show last season. We've got excellent reviews on his clothing for quality designer feel, trendy look. Visit Logics at WeArLogics, L-O-G-I-C-Z dot com and receive 20% off when you use the code TLS Live. All caps, it looks like. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get into our main topic. Let's get into it. Truth, lies, shenanigans. Hi, Lizzie. Nicki Minaj has some new shenanigans. What's up? Um, so one, let me let everyone know I am not a Barb. I am not a Nicki Minaj fan. So I'm just going to give that disclaimer right now. <laughs> but the latest controversy with Nicki Minaj started with the Met Gala. Gianni, I think we're going to be just talking about the Met Gala all I show, know. right? 
So yeah. um, Nicki Minaj got into, you know, went viral on, you know, Twitter and social media last week because the day before the Met Gala, people were wondering if she was going to attend. And so she tweeted that she was not going to go because you had to be vaccinated to attend the Met Gala and she is not yet vaccinated. And she said that she um, wanted to do some more research on the vaccine before she, you know, went to the Met Gala, which I'm just like, okay, girl, the vaccine came out in January. We are in September. What you been doing since in between that time? Um, but in addition to that, because people were giving her shit about that particular tweet, she started to go a little crazy on Twitter and make some allegations about the vaccine, about why she hasn't been vaccinated. I think the one major one that got her in trouble first was she said that her cousin, so her family is from Trinidad, right? So she said her cousin in Trinidad got the vaccine and now his testicles are swollen and he's impotent. Oh, it's, it's her cousin's it's her cousin's friend, sorry, Liz. Her, not her, her cousin's, cousin's friend. So her purple monkey dishwasher is mama. Yes. Exactly. Yes, you're right, Rob. You're right, Rob. Her cousin's friend. And so that's what set a lot of people off. So my question to the panel, first and foremost, what do you think about the cousin's friends, baby's mama's friend? Allegedly <laughs> being impotent with big testicles now, according to Nicki Minaj. Uh, let's start with Gianni. Horrible. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like I feel like one the, the biggest thing I issue at the biggest where do you start with this? The one let's start on the testicles. Um I think that it was debunked first. First, it was the debunked by health got, officials. The prime minister came out and was like, nah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> nah, girl. <laughs> then he wasted his time. The Trini yeah, accent. Was... But the thing I will say is um, when Nikki said I have to do my own research, I looked into it and I'm like, but what does that really mean, like doing your own research? This is a virus. Like, you would have to be an expert, be in, be in that field to actually do research to know what you're talking about and even understand it. So I feel like that part was confusing, but I'm not a barb. But the thing I will say about Nikki that I agree with is you should be able to ask questions about your own Absolutely. body or ask mm -hmm. questions or speak out. Absolutely. Yeah. Just don't come with the bullshit as your excuse. Just don't come with <laughs> yeah. the bullshit as your excuse. Um, Rob? <laughs> well, I, I, I do enjoy that the media has uh, dubbed it ball gate because I'm sure there's a ball gag here. Um, but further to what Johnny was saying, Nikki um, has a GED from Fiorella H. LaGuardia High School in Florida. So she does not have the tools necessary to do her own research. And if you're going to look it up on Google or watch some YouTube videos, then you're just a consumer. You're consuming content. You're not doing your own research. So that's a false equivalency. She, she really can't make it happen. Um, I, I did do a little bit of research on this story, a little bit of homework, if you will, just to find out if what can make the male testes swell. So either the cousin's friend has cancer of the testicles. Um, <laughs> she did a Midas. You actually looked that up. A severe infection, perhaps a cyst, testicular torsion, 
has received severe trauma or injury or varicose veins. Not COVID vaccine. So that's not one of the side effects. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of medical research time was wasted researching this claim so that it could be invalidated. And it was just hilarious for me when I heard the health minister of Trinidad and Tobago, Terence uh, Dayalsing, when he made his statement, you could hear him chortling as he's talking <laughs> about how ridiculous this is. It's just... Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's so unfortunate that she that. has the ear of so many people. Great, Lizzie. It, and, that's, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, no one is saying that, okay, Nikki, you know, we're going to judge you. We're going to make you go viral. We're going to cancel you or whatever because you're choosing not to be vaccinated. That's a completely different conversation. We're talking about you have millions of followers on social media and you're putting out this false communication, this false information about um, the side effects of getting a vaccine. And it, as it relates to her cousin, her, her cousin's friends, baby father, whatever who, who he is, the prime minister said, or the minister said that there's no reported case of this on the island, which means he hasn't gone to the doctor, which means the world, if he yes. does have, or he's, or he's ashamed and is hiding from the world. But if he doesn't go to the doctor, then how do we know, one, that he's impotent, and two, that his balls are big, and three, both of those <laughs> things are the result of the COVID vaccine. <laughs> like, you got to get treated. You got to get needs to be approved for that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so... But I will say, Nikki never stated anything as fact. She never she stated, stated anything, anything as fact. Though. She shouldn't have stated anything, though. What do you mean she didn't state it as fact? So you're saying she didn't she say that this is a fact? She, I mean, my, she didn't uh, say, she didn't say friend. my cousin's. Right. This happened to my cousin. She said friend. this is. Not supposedly. Yeah, she, she said this happened. She didn't say allegedly. She didn't say maybe, possibly. I dreamt yeah. it. She didn't. Well, I just. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gianni. I was just going to say, when I say she didn't say anything as a fact, she didn't say that this is what coronavirus does as an effect to people. She stated that as a fact to her cousins, friends, whatever, she stated that that as a fact to him. Now, that was debunked from, um, from apparently the prime minister. But I do feel like there is that kind of gray area that what if he just didn't come forward? That's it's Nicki Minaj. Like, if he came forward, the world would see that his things are huge because of whatever happened to him. <laughs> he said his things are huge. <laughs> All right. Let me just jump in here. Let me jump in because I, I, so I actually was going to go a different route, but since this conversation went here, I'm. Since we talk about balls, since we talk about balls. <laughs> <laughs> like, on this tab, go ahead, No, I, so I will say, because I've told, you know, I've told you before, I have a, uh, a, a, a family member, I'll just say a family member that has stated that, you know, hey, I, you know, the vaccine can cause all these other things, craziness and blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, um, you know, the reality of, and I looked it up for myself and I, I looked up, I mean, the reality is we don't know because this is a totally new vaccine. Vaccines aren't, haven't typically been created in this method that they use to create the COVID vaccine. 
Um, it's a it's a wholly totally new method of way to create it. So there is reason, nobly, a reasonable expectation that some people may be concerned about that. Right? There may, there's a reasonable expectation, but when you again compare the risks of COVID to the risks of this brand new vaccine, it's very clear that one is better than the other. <laughs> when, you're talking, when you're just going risks. Now, as far as the balls, the nuts, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to make a statement like that, and, and we, you know, you said that what, she didn't state it as fact. I mean, if you state it at all, you know, especially if you're someone as big as Nicki Minaj, that's a big deal. You know, they're listening to her. Matter of fact, the White House reached out to her. The White House got <laughs> have shut her down, though. There no, Twitter should have shut her down. Twitter should have shut her but, down. Absolutely. That was another lie. They didn't shut she Trump said down. That, that, but that was another lie. She, Twitter did not. Twitter came out and said, we oh, they have did. done nothing. Yes. Twitter came out and said, we have done nothing to her oh. account. And she's been attacking Twitter like crazy. Yeah. Yes. And Nikki said and that they're, Twitter's lying, the too. Like, it's like a battle of whose word, because Twitter's saying, no, we didn't. And Nikki said, yes, you did. Why would I be on Instagram live instead of Twitter right now? And, and that's why I'm never using her again. And, said, and the same reason you why have she's lying call. about her rapist husband. Like, let's not act like, you know, she's not a liar. Let's and not in the act same like instance, Wait, wait, wait. wait. Where, 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 rapist husband? She has a rapist husband? I Okay. No, no, right. convicted rapist husband. Where have you been, Neo? He, well, I don't even know who her husband is. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not a. He, I love Nicki Minaj, but I don't. I don't keep up with all that entertainment stuff. But who's her husband? Her husband isn't famous. He's some guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, his name is Kenneth Petty. But people are saying the reason why she came out so that's hard right. with this is to deflect from the fact that her husband could do up to 10 years in jail because he was convicted of raping his then-girlfriend when they were 16, and he didn't register as a sex offender mm. in his current state. He, they were served with papers last week. In addition to that, they've been accused of intimidating the young lady who said that she was the victim. You can't intimidate witnesses. You can't tamper with witnesses. And so there's a lot of heat going on with on Nikki and her rapist husband right now. And a lot a lot of people are saying this is the reason why she was going so hard this week to deflect from that situation. Because if you look at a lot of what she was posting, the majority of it made no sense at all. No sense at all. <laughs> But if you know Nikki, you know she talks like that. Like if you've ever like heard her talk on Queen Radio, she's very fluffy and like she has, she's funny. She's a very funny. She's from Queen. Like you gotta talk facts. You gotta talk facts. You gotta talk facts. Especially especially when you're talking. In this instance, Nikki is lying about what Twitter has taken, the action that Twitter has taken against her, and she's also lying about the White House's messaging to her. She's saying, hey, I was invited to the White House. I'm going to wear a little pink suit and legally blonde it. And the White House is like, dude, we invited you to have an information session on the phone like we do with everybody else. So, so she might just be lying across the board. She's not a medical ambassador. So, sorry. I feel like, why would she lie so bad? That's embarrassing. That's too embarrassing publicly to lie like that.
All right. But let's hey. get to this. Let's get to these comments. So, uh, uh, and Jacqueline Robinson is one who pointed out, do you, do you notice that no one is talking about the fact her rapist husband pled guilty last week for failing to register as a sex offender in California? Thank you. Um, <laughs> years, y'all. He's looking at 10 years. These comments are funny. Mike Winter says, swollen balls has not been reported as a side effect anywhere in the world. <laughs> Uh, Olivia says, so it was a lie or did a person really believe it? And then she did it. I don't know what that means. Uh, Mike Winter says she has no, she has to be more responsible than that because she has something like 180 billion social media followers. And I agree with that. She has to be more responsible. 126 million. She has a ton of followers. She has legion. So her message needs yeah, to be Yeah, she has a lot. Like, I don't care that she's not vaccinated. I really don't. Yeah. I care about her influence and her false information that she's giving to the public. That's what I care about. All right, last one. It doesn't, this is Mike Wolf. It doesn't matter if the story about her cousin's friend's balls is 100% too correlation and not causation. There's no way to know that the vaccine caused his giant testicles. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Let's see. Tell me the receipt. I'm going to see a picture already. <laughs> Lies, All right, guys. So let's call it. Is it truth? Was this lies or was this shenanigans? Lies. I'm going with all no, lies. I'm not even going with shenanigans. I think she's just straight lying. Straight, straight lies. She's um trolling. Yeah, I think this is all. It's all BS. All BS. You just you go with it. All right, let's get into our game show. We got to lighten this up a little bit, lighten this up. That was a fun topic. All right, we got an all-new game this time. Today we're playing Hated It or Rocked It. I'll show you a few of the fashion choices from the most recent red carpet events, the Met Gala and the MTV Video Music Awards. I'll describe the outfits as best I can, and you'll let us know if you hated it or if they rocked it. The winner will be whoever I decide, and you'll get the final thought for the show. <laughs> as usual, he's, saying, he's letting y'all know he's going to cheat. I'm cheating. Gonna cheat. It, it might be. I might win the day. <laughs> Never fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got Iman in this beautiful feathery. She's wearing a huge. What is this? I don't even know what she's wearing. Like, cause she looks like a some type of tribal goddess. She's wearing feathers and it's gold, she looks all like gold, a peacock. golden peacock feathers. Gold, yeah. A golden, golden peacock. peacock sun goddess. Yeah. I feel like she looks beautiful. Yeah, I, I think Mindy. Yeah, Mindy Christensen on our TLS fans also called her a sun goddess. All right, so yeah. what are we saying? Loved it or hated it? Rocked it or hated it? I'm going to rock. Rock the hell out of that. Lizzie? (laughs) What do you say, Liz? My answer, I have to preface this by saying that I am basing a lot of my opinions on whether or not these people stuck to the assignment for the Met Gala. (laughs) What was the assignment? Yes, the Met Gala every year has a theme. Oh, okay. A lot of these these celebrities go off theme. So this year's theme was in America, a lexicon of fashion. Oh, this is great. Rock the hell out of that then. It was supposed no. Oh, was it? it? Oh, then she didn't. 
American designers. And yet everyone was on the red carpet with Gucci, with Versace, with Catalina Herrera. Like, I'm just like, okay, your outfit was cute, but that's not an American designer. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'm going to give. You didn't complete the mission. I loved it. But she wants some Gorgeous. shenanigans, girl. <laughs> shenanigans, girl. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one. Try to get to this quicker. All right, this is Zoe Kravitz in a sheer. Um, it looks like she's just wearing like <laughs> chainmail. I so I noticed you didn't do the full frontal of this dress because it looks a lot different from the front. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I can do the full frontal on this one. <laughs> <laughs> So for our listeners to the podcast, it's a sheer, um, a beige sheer dress with a lot of, what do you call it? You're the fashionista, Gianni. What do you call that? A lot of beading, right? I would say. Yeah, it looks yeah, like chain like mail, doesn't it? It's like a mesh chain, beading. Um, chain mesh. But her undergarments make it so that in the front, it looks like vaginal hair. It's very dark oh, yeah. that nether region nice. in the front. Like I really thought she had, when I first saw it, I really thought she had nothing on. But I don't think this is I gotta check. I don't think this is a I still thought that. designer either. I mean, for my own personal reasons, rock this. <laughs> she looks good. She looks Yes, gorgeous. she does. She looks amazing. She looks, looks amazing. Yes, she does. I don't care about the sign. Yeah, no. Oh <laughs> wait, wait, Rob B is like no. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. Hell no. Hell <laughs> we got ASAP no. Rocky. No. <laughs> we have ASAP Rocky and we have Rihanna. It, it looks like ASAP Rocky is wearing a quilt. <laughs> it inspired me. <laughs> and I don't even know what I, I don't even know how to describe Rihanna's outfit. That just that looks like she's just wearing. I don't even know. I feel like Rihanna can wear everything. <laughs> Did you say rocked it? Oh hell no! <laughs> I hate that. Not ASAP, but Rock. Um, Rihanna looks designers. Beyonce or um, Rihanna has on Balenciaga. Boo, piss. <gasps> nope, hated it. Hated it. So Karen says ZK rocked it. By the way, Karen Andrews says ZK rocked it. <laughs> Mike Winters here. Booty meets. <laughs> and and Jacqueline Rob says, "Wow, so many of these see more dresses. You see more of them. You actually see of the dress." She's a, she says she's not liking that uh, bunny dress. I like words on myself. It's not fashion. If you have oh. the opportunity, look up Tayana Taylor's dress. I saw that. Yeah, you could see her butt crack. Oh yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You could Everything. see her, and she has an amazing, beautiful body. Well, come on, gorgeous. All right, so we only have time for one more. We have a bunch of these, unfortunately. We only have time for one more. <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're looking at what? Why do I forget his name? All of a sudden, I had his name in my head. Uh, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. All right, so Lil Nas X is up here wearing. He actually he had a. This looks like a cat suit with like beads and and gold, or like diamonds and gold. It's a gemstone beaded like bodysuit, full body. Yeah. But he actually had three outfits in one because he had like a, he looked like a robot, one of his outfits. And then he had like, he looked like Rob B a little bit where he had like a, a king's robe over top of his, uh, oh, so it was wow. like three in one over top of the robot outfit. So, uh, what are we saying? What are we saying? Rocked it or hated it? 
I, I think this. he rocked it. I don't think this is an American designer. This is ugly. I, his booty is popping in this outfit. Hated it. Oh my god, this is ugly. That has my booty popping like that, then yes, girl. Yeah. But I, I have to. Yeah. Where we have to just because we're still talking little nonsense. We have to show what he did. The VMAs, and he rocked the hell out of this though. <laughs> I don't Jamie. like it. No. no. We, no, ma'am, no, sir, we, no, we, how. He, he, he no, looked no. like some Rick James. He looked, looked like no. <laughs> the VMAs, little not rock that. If he would have just no. kept his hair short, <laughs> maybe, but I don't, that way. Maybe, right? Right? Right, Johnny? That would <laughs> yeah. terrible. All right, I, I got to go through this well, one real quick. This is, this is Doja Cat <laughs> on the VMAs as well. <laughs> Doja Cat? She looked like a worm. Singer? She's a singer. Doja Cat? She looks like a... She, she love it. Rocked the hell out of that. <laughs> Rocked the hell out of that. I like it. And this is also her wearing a chair. <laughs> Rocked it. She looks like an outfit from the movie Fifth Element. It's true. I love it. She does look like Fifth Element. Rocked it. She has a dress on. Rocked it. on her head. She rocks. She's she's that's unique. Everybody else is boring. I'm with I'm with Gianni on this one. She rocked it. Karen Andrews says, I hate Lil Nas X. Mike Wood, I love Lil Nas X. Uh Mike Wood, Mike Wolf says AOC's dress was designed by a Canadian, technically part of North America. No, no, it was technically designers. Don't play with me on that. Horrible. Not play with me on that. Horrible. All right. Because I agree with Gianni's taste, I'm going with Gianni as the winner. So Gianni, you win the game. Yay! Get a new judge up in here. I totally picked the wrong one, wrong button. Game show. That's why. You didn't pick the right button. All right, that was fun. Let's get in some shout outs. Close it out. All right, let's start off with some Gianni Storm. Um, shout out to all the gymnasts in the world. Today is National Gymnastics Day. It's random, I know. But um, I was a gymnast when I was 12 to about, oh, 11 to about 15. So I just oh, wow. want to say to everybody who loves the sport, um, keep doing what you're doing. And shout out to the legendary gymnasts like Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, and the rest. Awesome. Robbie Rock. Uh, my shout out is to my fellow Canadians. Tomorrow, please get out there and vote. Uh, it doesn't matter what oh, wow, your yes. political affiliation is. It doesn't define you as a person. You can get through this without the slings and arrows. Research the political platform and make sure that you're not voting with your heart. Vote with your head. Awesome. Lysander? Shout out to the Washington football team, a.k.a. the Anacostians. We won a game on Thursday. We won a game on Thursday. <laughs> the Anacostians? Yeah, that, that, that nickname came from Mike Winter. We were trying to figure out what we were going to call them because we were not saying the other racist name. So we just decided to call them the Anacostians. But they won a game on Thursday. So yay. <laughs> nice. All right. And then my shout out goes... My shout out goes to my wife who picked this hat out for me from a local, <laughs> a local retailer, Black Excellence. Yeah. Yep. It fits. It fits. 
Why it doesn't look like it fits? I, I mean, it's a nice hat. I don't, you know, I, now I will say I don't know if I like the distressed look. It comes with the distressed look, but I, I like. You can see that part. I like oh, it. Get a little closer. Let me see. Yeah, we Your wife is excellent taste. I like it. It's a nice hat. Yeah, it's a nice hat. So, yeah, nice hat. if you want to get this hat, go to gmbclothing.com. GMB clothing. That's gmb-clothing.com. All right. And, of course, we can't end the show without our pet shenanigans. Final uh, shout-out goes to... Shout-out to Jose. Jose Hello. taking pictures of... She posted cute pictures of her and her kitty. Her kitty cat. What's the name of the kitty? Miss Bast. Miss Bast. Miss Bast. <laughs> all right. You see all of the all of the pets go to mypetshenanigans.com or just search pet TLS pet shenanigans on Facebook and you'll find it. In there. All right. And that is all the time we have for today's show. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of you. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us. We hope that maybe you learned something, gained a new perspective, or even got some things off of your chest. We will be back live in full effect next week, September 26th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll have filmmaker Chris Morrissey joining the show. And Micah of Black on Black Cinema will also be joining us as a guest host. We'll see if he wants to do movie time with Micah and let you know Unscripted is on hiatus for a few weeks. They'll be back October 6th with something exciting and new for you guys. And again, it looks like our winner for today's show is Miss Gianni Storm. Close us out, Gianni Storm. Okay, so TLS R&B is back with the latest singer by Mariasol. You can check out her music video on YouTube called Waterfalls. Um, the link will be in the description. All right. All right. So check out that Marisol. All right. I want to thank everyone. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, Gianni, Rob B, and our people behind the scenes. Ellen, Jose, uh, Livia, and Nesmi, all our new people as well. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget, check us at tlsfans.com or search tlsfans Facebook group. We're about to go live on the after soap. So we'll check you out shortly. All right, see you guys later. Somebody send me a, somebody send me a shrimp basket. A shrimp basket.